My name's Maya, and this week I love the OC because making grilled cheese on an actual outdoor grill. My name is Dan, and this week I love the OC because of pianos and acoustic guitars strumming a gentle melody. I'm Curbs, and this week I love the OC because Seth got tickets to the IMAX shark movie. And Mark, and I love the OC because of Donnie's wallet chain. (laughs) (laughs) Donnie and a wallet chain. Oh man, he's so edgy. And a gun. Episode five. Yeah, what The Outsider. The Outsider. The thing I love, can I just say before we go into it, the thing I love about all OC episodes is they always have the title that can allude to multiple characters on the show. Mm-hmm. Like, who is The Outsider? Is it Donnie? The, is it Julie? The girlfriend is the next episode, I yeah. believe. Yeah, it's and like, that could be about, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So, the, the, I love that in this episode there are multiple outsiders just outside and around. Uh, Curbs, give us the DVD run through. Episode 5, The Outsider. Ryan hangs out with a youth not from the moneyed Newport set, causing Seth to feel blown off. Jimmy's family faces hard choices because of his business crimes. I'm sorry. A youth. A youth. (laughs) That is not how I would describe you, Donnie. Business crimes? (laughs) (laughs) I love the opening music for this one. Uh, At the very beginning of the entire... Not like the theme, I mean like the actual music going into it. Um, Also... It just starts off with uh, Seth and Ryan that are they're they're running up the pier in glory, and they're just gonna go get some lobster, <laughs> um, and uh, and they do. Yes, it begins with Seth staring at a lobster, but it also begins with Seth giving Ryan dating advice, which is just the best because Seth has a no right giving anyone dating advice, but b kind of good dating advice uh, other than the. It's very easy to tell her how you feel. He goes, you should just tell her how you feel. It's very easy. Take it from me, Seth Cohen, who's been in love with someone for many years and has never spoken about it to her. Ryan has a lot of honor in this episode. He uh, will not. He hates that Seth is trying to pay for him. Um, And every single time Ryan shows honor, I kind of like fall in love with him. I'm just throwing that out. Seth and Ryan uh, are, are now fully communicating with looks. They're at this lobster breakfast. Um, This lobster breakfast. I'm assuming it's a breakfast. Um, And they're they're done. They're full. um, And they're talking about the fact that Ryan doesn't have money, and Ryan does need money. And uh, just then, Deus Ex employee get fired. uh, They they discover at the same time with their eyes that there probably A is an opening and B Ryan is going to take it. And it's just like so great because the theme for me this episode is the two of them really becoming brothers and that is exactly what this moment is. It's them communicating with just their eyes and then Ryan, or then of course Seth saying right before the music drops okay but I'm going to get free lobster which is just, (laughs) just great. It's kind of the ultimate like TV show logic that that like, I need a job. There's a job opening at this place I'm at. <laughs> Smash cut to, we have, I, wearing the shirt. I have the job. Yeah. No, um, Ryan, no, no thought in terms of, like, 
<laughs> maybe they don't want to hire a guy who's still maybe on parole. Okay, but think about it. This is 2003. We're still off the high of the Clinton era. Everyone is doing great. The dot-com bust kind of happened, but you know what? We, we haven't hit real depression yet. Dan, even a guy like you could get a job at the show. Look, we're going to get into the kind of people who work at the Crab Shack. I'm not hard enough to work at the Crab Shack. <laughs> you wouldn't last one day at the, at the lobster yeah. store. So I just want to briefly mention that we do get a moment of, of, after the theme song, we get a moment of Seth insecurity, right? We get the Seth like, I'm going to start my novel. Everything's good. You're going to leave. But like, it's whatever. It's cool. You're going to have work, but I'm going to be fine, right? But he keeps kind of saying it overly, overly, overly. Uh, it's pretty adorable. Then they head inside to find Sandy Cohen cowering in fear from the bitchy Newport women. The noopsies. Um, and uh, Seth gives a really interesting quote that I wanted to ask you guys about. Seth is standing in front of Ryan, whose dad has been incarcerated pretty much Ryan's entire life. And Seth just goes, What's Marissa going to do without her dad? And I'm just like, <laughs> That is not the place for this. Like, what do you mean? Ryan literally has lived without his dad for many years. Like, but, but that's also like, well, then, well, Ryan would be fine. What's Marissa going to do yeah. without her dad? Yeah. The Noopsies are, are talking in the kitchen, sans Julie, and they're about to go on a trip. And a couple of them are considering not telling Julie that they're going to go anyway. Like saying to Julie, no, we've canceled it, but then going on this trip anyway. Because at the end of the last episode, it came out that Jimmy Cooper is a thief. Yes. And he got in a big kerfuffle <laughs> and he lost money. all his money. Everyone knows that they're bankrupt. And in fact, a lot of these women even mentioned, like, I was planning on retiring. You know, like, Yeah, like directly affected by... <laughs> retiring from what? <laughs> <laughs> For being a noopsie. Uh, um, but yes, then we get, of course, the smash cut to uh, Julie and Jimmy... Um, in one of their many states of now actually talking about the truth, which is that they have no money and that things are bad. Uh, but Julie Cooper is hard-headed and wants to go on this trip anyway. She's like, oh, if I don't go, the women are just going to talk about me anyway. Which is undoubtedly correct. No, yeah, yeah she's not wrong. And Jimmy's like, you're being paranoid. I'm like, she's really not. not. She's <laughs> really not at all. They're currently meeting about <laughs> yeah, really the trip like, without her. And there is something so actually impressive about the fact that Julie still refuses to take any ownership. Not even, like, responsibility, because it's not her fault, technically, <laughs> that Jimmy is it does business crimes and is now getting <laughs> caught for it. He does do business crimes. But it's she even says at some point, this is your mess. You have to clean it up. Yeah. I have and she's like, I have to clean up my mess. It's like she thinks that they are like fighting on two separate yet equally important fronts. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's like you can't like like if you're Russia, you can't worry worry about Europe trying to fight off yeah, Germany. No, this is the this is what's most important. <laughs> yeah, right yeah. I'm focused on my thing, which is making sure the noopsies don't talk shit. <laughs> which is very important. Um we need to talk about this, but she decides to go anyway. So we get another clip of once again, just Summer being a good friend. Uh we're on the beach now and and Summer and Marissa are just sitting there on the beach. We've discovered that Marissa, since the events, has not talked to either Luke or Ryan, for that matter. She just hasn't talked to anyone but Summer, um, because Summer's her best friend. Um, and they're just sitting there, and Summer's like, uh, we should go do something. We should go out to eat or something. And Marissa's like, with what money? And again, like Summer's just so great. She's just like, hey, my dad gave me this credit card for emergencies. And well... Honey, this is an emergency, right? And she just like ha is ready, right? She's ready to go. And it's just another case of her just like trying to be a friend, not being like a great person always, but like being a good friend. I was actually, there's a moment in this episode where when, when it happens, I'm like, 
I think this kind of ruins Mark's like summer is the best friend thing. No, I still think she's a great friend even after that. Ryan's first day on the job. We get a cut then of Ryan like in the crap shirt at the work. Uh, crap shirt Ryan. Crap shirt Ryan. First day on the job. <laughs> no choker. Already, already, by the way, already on the job, but still hasn't met all the like any of the employees yet. It's very interesting. They like mailed him his shirt and then he gets to <laughs> anyway. Um he meets Donnie, right? They just they shake hands. Donnie kind of shows him a couple of ropes very quickly, just like, you know, this is where trash goes. Goes, this is where dirty plates goes. This is where the booze for the drunk women goes. So yeah, we get that. And then obviously, because it's the smallest world uh, in the world, uh, Marissa shows up uh, with Summer. And uh, they both kind of head over. But then Marissa sees Ryan in Crab Shirt. Crab Shirt Ryan. Um, and uh, Ryan is... She's excited to see Ryan. And then Ryan kind of half asks her out. <laughs> And she is just like, uh, no, I, uh, it's, I can't. Right I actually now. feel bad for him. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Well, but I, it was, yeah. to be fair, in this instance, he wasn't a hundred percent clear about what he was asking for. Not that it would have mattered, but he wasn't yeah. very clear. I do like when he's like, oh, I work here now, and she's like, oh, well, the food here is really good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know what to say. Congratulations, you've joined a winning She's team. so used to being nice to people but has never had to be nice to a working class yeah. person before, yeah. so oh, yeah. she doesn't know what to say. I feel like really there's, good. Uh, there's She's just like throwing single dollar bills at him. <laughs> I feel, yeah, I feel like there's part of her that legit doesn't under like it doesn't like compute with her that she's like so you just you work here you can just get a job people don't they give you a shirt yeah <laughs> great um, shirt right <laughs> this is also when marissa's go to move like like gesture is doing this shrug and then looking to the side while yeah. like then looking back at like the person she's talking to out of the corner of her eye. And it is the most teenage girl ass thing. <laughs> yeah. And and Misha Barton does it so well. It's- but She's done it a bunch of times so far, but this time she does it in one direction when Ryan asks her out and then Summer <laughs> says something and she does it in the other direction. <laughs> you can't stop her. <laughs> it's like her, it's like the teenage girl brood. Like, you know, the teenage uh-huh. boy brood, Ryan does perfectly. But the teenage girl brood is that like, that kind of like, it's not in, you're not being indecisive, but your body language is indecisive. <laughs> and she's so like thin and lanky that yeah. it's just like, she's oh, yeah. Like, yeah. She's sharp. She's got a lot of sharp yeah. corners. And so it's, everything. It's yeah. like, what if a cat had its ankles up and just, and just like, but like in the most non committal way possible? <laughs> so uh, we get a very quick uh, Sandy agreeing to represent Jimmy scene that. I don't have a lot to say about, but if you guys want to talk about it for a second, you can. I mean, there's one good quote from it, which is, which is, why would you do that? You don't even like me. And Sandy says, I'm a public defender. I represent a lot of people I don't like. Yeah, that's a good point. And I suppose we get another cut of the dog. So, say, yes. Yeah, Dustin, the return of Dustin. <laughs> I have that line in my notes, and I have, Dustin is a cute dog, and Jimmy's sandals are ugly. So, so There you and, go. Now right. we know. Yeah, um, San- yeah, so yeah, Sandy agrees to help Jimmy with his legal case. For reasons that escape, I well, think everyone. He's a much better person than any. Well, he look. He has a wife. He loves his wife. His wife loves Jimmy. He's clearly just doing it for his wife. He doesn't say that out loud, but there is no part of him that's not doing this just because he knows that his wife cares. Do you think about a him. little bit of it is that he likes feeling better than Jimmy? Well, not okay that, but also like 
he kind of likes to like stir the pot with the mm. Newport settle. So like, you know, everyone hates this guy. I'm going to be on his side. He does say he I, likes the underdog. Yeah. Repeatedly. You know, that's a really good point. I mm-hmm. didn't think about that. Like, that is- I was always unclear of why he was doing it. It, it seems like they're building it up for like Sandy to be do some evil shit. But obviously, that's <laughs> not going to happen. Never will. It doesn't happen. <laughs> but doesn't, doesn't it seem like he's trying to take advantage sure. of him in some way? Yeah. Um, at least with that initial conversation, I was a little confused. But um, so then we get a smash cut back to Joe's crab shack um, and <laughs> Ryan's crab shack. Ryan, yeah, <laughs> crab shirt Ryan's shack. Um, and, uh, oh no, guess what? Uh, Luke is there, and it's not a coincidence because Summer, like a, like, a, like a very innocent puppy, has thought in her head, the way to fix people is to get them back in the same room, parent trap style. She would lock them in a closet if she could. That's exactly what she would do. Um, is, is this where? This is the moment where I, I was no. like, as well. Did, where I was like. Completely disagree. Here's why. Summer's parents are divorced, Right. And so her perspective is maybe one of like a regret. Maybe there was something she could have done. Her initial reaction to me very much seems to speak of like trying to fix this, right? Trying to go, hey, this could go haywire. I've seen it go bad. Let me try to fix this before it goes bad. Obviously, she has no idea what she's doing. I understand the intentions. I think that they're so misguided that it becomes offensive. Yeah, I don't think it's malice is what I'm saying. I'm saying she's still a good friend. No, for sure. Bad at being good friend, but tries good friend. Okay, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can I can agree to that, Mark. I, I, I she's bad that. at being a great no, friend. No, she's yeah. bad at it. But she tries so hard. I also think that we've talked about this before. And still, Marissa is like on this. She's kind of like veered off, mm-hmm. and everyone else is still on. So I think Summer doesn't maybe realize like how like she's like why wouldn't she want to get back together with Luke? Like. Sorry. Yeah, you and Luke forever, kind of like Julie. You're right. She doesn't realize it, and it's because every time she asks, Marissa doesn't tell her the That's truth. True. Like if she actually, if if Summer's playing with a full deck, which she is not. Like I'm not intelligence wise. I mean, information wise, she would probably make different decisions. But because every time she's like, "But you're not in love with him, right?" She's like, "No." But like if she's like, "Actually, am," then she'd be like, "Oh, right." You know, like maybe she'd have different thoughts. Different maybe reactions. she wouldn't invite Luke she to Ryan's Crabtree Shack. Anyway, uh, right after. After that, literally as this is happening, uh, Luke and Donnie have this really bad moment together where Donnie's like, hey, and then Luke's like laughs at him. Uh, have we explained who Donnie is? Donnie is, I did explain that he met him briefly, Donnie showed him the ropes, but this is also the scene where we now find out that both Donnie and Luke are outsiders, right? Or Luke, sorry. And Ryan are outsiders. Luke obviously has the moment with Donnie, which leads to him saying out loud, like, I hate these fucking these newborn kids, or they're trust fund kids. And he's like really angry, but of course then discovers Ryan is also not from there. They bond, they have moment, and Donnie immediately takes him in as one of his own. <laughs> um, but yeah, Marissa and Luke begin to quote talk about it, to which Luke says, I don't know, this could be the quote of the episode. Talking about stuff is just going to get us all bummed out. Let's just go do something. <laughs> what a great line, Luke. Fair. What a you great know? line. Look, talking about stuff is just going to bum us out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't lying. Talk, I don't talk about politics anymore because it's just going to bum me out and I hate my life. But again, Luke's just like, let's just do something. Let's just, let's just do something. Luke is a literal dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, it really is. 
Yeah, but like a mean dog. This is this is also the least offensive he's been. Don't worry, he'll get there. Like his um, existence, his existence he, is kind of an no, affront. He did like verbally scoff at the idea of a working class individual talking to him seconds before. But I hear you. But um, he didn't call anybody a homophobic. <laughs> yeah, only because he's in public. I have no idea. Um, the bar is pretty low. Probably because he knows that he doesn't want to get in a fight with Donnie. Like. So, yeah. I I would punch him immediately. I did write that Luke then brings up the fact that Marissa's dad, well, he did steal all that money. Can't blame Holly for that. It's a very, like, honest moment, but also not the right thing to say. Like, you you know, he did rob those people. It's not Holly's fault. Okay. And then Marissa leaves, right? Marissa leaves and gives Ryan a look on the way out, I wrote down. Of course she does. Um, The two of them cannot be in the same room without one of them giving each other, um, the other, a meaningful teen glance. glance. (laughs) A teen glance. Um, End of the shift. They're cleaning up. Guess who's on his way? Seth's on his way. Seth skateboards Mm down to (laughs) to Crab Shirt Ryan's. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which is what this this restaurant is now called. It's called Crab Shirt Ryan's. Um, skateboards his way down to Crab Shirt Ryan's um, and uh, like meets Ryan and is like, oh my gosh, I just had this idea. I'm here. Let's hang out. <laughs> He's <laughs> so which, bored. It's cute. To which Ryan is like, hey, I kind of made plans. Then Donnie comes over and is like, our plans are those girls. To which <laughs> Seth then says, ah, yes, the ladies. I feel ya. <laughs> Good job, Seth. Um, With his little long. He's so sweet though, because he wants Ryan to be happy. He's like, "Have fun, be happy," but also, I have no other friends. Yeah, it, I don't very, know what to it's, do. It's very sad. Is he, Ryan being a dick here? No, not at all. Ryan does offer, right? He does say, "Like, no, no, no you can come along." Is that cool, Donnie? And then Seth very much is just like, "No, you should, you know, regroup, reconnect, even though you live different different places." And goes and longboards away as Donnie and Ryan go to party. Then. Commercial break. When we wake up, Ryan is hungover and entering the kitchen. Uh, Seth is uh, passive aggressively reading comics. As you know, what I think he does that a few times in the series, but this is definitely his first big passive aggressive comic read. I really saw myself in Seth at that moment. I'm like, I've done that so many times. So I'm, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. They've hurt you. Um, which leads me to a point I need to talk about. The Coens have cereal, right? Right. Captain Crunch has to be the worst hungover thing to eat in your whole life. Ryan is clearly hungover, and he goes to the crunchiest, sharpest cereal in the world. And eats it without and milk. And just eats it without milk. He's from Chino. That's how they do. <laughs> they eat Captain Crunch with no milk. It was like they didn't have any nails, so he opted for the Captain Crunch. <laughs> then we go to another scene where uh, Marissa's being consoled by Summer. Uh, quote, Luke's a boy. Maybe he can't handle it. Um, they say in the back of a, as they're unloading like beach chairs or something. They're at the beach. They're about to go beaching together. Like it's like in a Law and Order episode you, when when the cops are interviewing people at the first. At first, you don't want someone just standing there. You need someone unloading a truck yeah. or washing a bar off. Sure, it's just a thing. And then Ryan comes up on his little huffy. Yeah, because he's <laughs> headed to Crab Shirt Ryan's, <laughs> his restaurant. <laughs> And bar and grill. And he and he starts back. Uh, Summer kind of walks away conveniently before as Ryan is like pulling up on his bike um, and stops and and starts talking to Marissa and basically says, "Hey, 
yesterday I was asking you out on a date and she goes, I know. And then he says, I just wanted to clear that up because I'm going to ask you out again, which is a boss ass line. Yeah. That line is so good. Yeah, it was pretty cute. Was very, um, very, very, very That very is good. the most confident anyone has ever been on a bike that small. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get off the bike to ask her out. He stops it. Hey baby, you like my training wheels? Yeah. Asks her out, gets a yes, and then goes off to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he did a drive he did a drive by. So Sandy is starting to uh, get in the process of actually helping Jimmy for once. Uh, and Jimmy is always just the most insufferable, insufferable character and continues to be. So um, he He's keeps, so dumb. Yeah, and he just keeps going like, Jimmy, you're going to lose everything. you got to know this. And Jimmy's like, oh, I hear it from everybody. I get it from all directions. It's in stereo. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm Jimmy. <laughs> it's just the worst. It's like, a, it's so I'm terrible. walking here. <laughs> I'm, I'm losing people's money here um sandy is full-on like dadding jimmy like yeah. hey son you need to understand like the predicament that you're in so then and jimmy's acting like a teenager they decide it's time for a break from i guess giving jimmy truth news about his about his what crimes <laughs> business, business crimes, crimes. <laughs> well they've, they've had a long day of, of business crimes of, op- of taking a bunch of stuff out of file boxes and putting them on the floor <laughs> You know, that shit's tiring. Yeah. You, know, Dan, you, did, you do that for a job once. I, 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 I did once do that. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, and then they decide it's time for a break. And then they're like, let's do some guy stuff. What do we do for fun? What do we used to do for fun? <laughs> <laughs> That's the voice I'm giving both of them in these stupid bro scenes. I hate it so much. Uh. We cut to Julie talking to Kirsten, um, talking to the ladies. They're all in other beach chairs around a pool. Um, they have left their pools to go to a different pool. So, so they're at the spa. Yeah, the, the spa pool. This is a spa weekend. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Julie, Julie is just eaten up like sympathy, right? She's just like, oh, it's loving it. She's loving this. Uh, and also slight digs at Kirsten. She's such a hard worker, which is both like, yeah, it's true, but like the way you say it is so bitchy. I can't. They're not like, they're also, they're lounging by a pool, but they're like wrapped up in bathrobes instead of. Yeah, um, and like under umbrellas. Yeah, it like looks really kind of uncomfortable. and It's like they all have tuberculosis. (laughs) It was a good set piece, but it wasn't very well thought out. I have no idea why. Because they're at the spa. I've never been, so I can't actually speak to it. And this is just sort of a product of, of its time, but all of the ladies have tiny sunglasses. The sunglasses are so bad. They, they're off. so bad looking except for Julie's which are like good sized and actually look good in hindsight. Mm-hmm. And incredible. Um, and that was a conscious design choice, Dan. Yes. Yeah, it was. Uh, to which, you know, it, it really gives credence to the line, my domain is the kitchen and the bedroom, his is the office. And when she said the fucking I blame myself. I just literally out loud. I said twice I was watching it. I both said, fuck Julie Cooper <laughs> both times. I said it just like, uh, I can't do it. I can't agree with you. It's gold. I mean, it's gold, yeah. it, it, but just fuck that. It's, mm-hmm. I call, I wrote Cersei looking ass on here. <laughs> so it was very much her Cersei moment of like, I, I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm going for it. And I'm playing the game in a way that none of you are obviously aware of, except for obviously Kirsten, who uh, is fuming. Yeah, fuming her, the whole time. From her uh, lounge. <coughs> Isn't she like at the other end of the lounger? Yeah, like she, row it's, of it's, lady? it's the heads that like pop up to say hello to each other and then pop back down. <laughs> We get another cut to Ryan getting picked up by Seth again at work. <laughs> Seth oh, is before we get to that. Oh yeah, that's the scene where the one lady's like, "Oh, I have like a oh. number for a lawyer," and like, "Why does Julie need a lawyer?" 
it's for her to divorce his sorry ass. And you can see Julie kind of be like, oh. yeah, that's when Julie's like, oh, that's a really good it's idea. An avenue I hadn't considered. That's yet. a very good way to garner more sympathy, is what I think she was thinking. Yeah, what no, if I divorce sure. someone who doesn't have anything? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, uh, we get the uh, Seth picking Ryan up again from uh, Crab Shirt Ryan's. Um, this time he's got shark movie tickets. See, he was he was spurned once as 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 a friend, uh, as a brother, but now he's got shark movie. He's tickets. got ammunition. Yeah, he's got ammunition. Yeah. Unbeknownst to him, a, a date has been set up between Ryan and Marissa, um, and so you know he can't necessarily do it. Right? He tries to bargain to get Marissa and Caitlin to come. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I like Caitlin. She's nice and smart for a, a fifth grader, which is just great. But Ryan's got plans to, quote, babysit, which is that the high school babysitting, which is I'm just going to make out, well, the kid's doing something else. Um, Seth is bummed. I think a little understandably. Um, and then what does he choose to do instead? He invites Donnie to the shark movie, <laughs> which is, you know what? A boss-ass move by Seth Cohen. That's, very That's a good fucking move. Um, but guess what? There's a party in Long Beach with six kegs and crazy honeys. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I really like how Seth responds to this. He's like super like, oh, I'll go I'll go to the party. Yeah, he actually plays it very He plays cool. it really cool. And also like, and, and not in just like a self-deprecating way. It was yeah. actually like, it was kind of cool to watch him be like, yeah, I'll go to this party. And, Why not? And you definitely get the vibe that the reason he's doing it is because he does really want to be friends with Donnie or yeah. like at least get to know him so that he can be still friends with Ryan. Like, yeah. He obviously doesn't want to lose Ryan as like a friend and, and potential brother, right? He yeah. wants them to have a relationship, and he knows that if Donnie is a part of that, he wants to be a part of that too. So, so he, he just wants to be part of his world. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan is immediately very concerned. Yeah. Seth wants to be where the people are, and, and Ryan is like, okay, but I'm going to come with you, even if it means uh, turning this this date down or at least putting it on pause for a moment. Then uh, Also has the great line, it's Long Beach, not Chechnya. Oh, yeah, it's great. Except for, yeah, um, certain parts of Long Beach. So we get a, another great smash cut to just the bro time. Hey, we're making dogs here. We're drinking Coronas like bros do. Uh, gets lovely and interrupted uh, by a phone call. It's pretty It's pretty interesting uh, for Sandy to just be like, hey, I know you don't live here. Just answer my phone. I guess they're that kind of friends, right? Like, that's fine. Um, and who would call anyway but Kirsten Cohen, who then says, hey, did I call you? Yeah. Which is an awkward-ass line I wrote down. That is, did I, Jimmy, did I dial your number? Like, what you, what you I mean, like? she's got to be No, here. no, I'm in your bed. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> she, I mean, she's got to be super weirded out that they're hanging out. Yeah. She's like, I don't want these two parts of my life to ever come together. We're drinking some brews, hanging out. And, she, and, and, and the whole time, Kirsten's like, oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, except for, you know who's there right behind her. Here's her say, good night, Jimmy. Goodbye, Jimmy. Uh, it's it's definitely Julie Cooper. Julie Cooper's always in the background. And she's got angry eyes. She's got that scowl on. And and then, like, fast walks, like, her way past. Do, does, do you think that she thought that Kirsten was telling Jimmy that they're talking about divorce now? Yeah, no, 100%. Like, in Julie's mind... She called Jimmy. Yeah, in yeah. Julie's mind, she called Jimmy. And not only that, she's like... 
Kirsten is the one that she can probably tell sees through her the most. And so if there's one person that could like potentially like make her lose the empathy, make her lose it, it would be Kirsten. So they make it to the party. We get uh, the Long Beach party with the crazy honeys and the six kegs. Uh, Ryan looks worried the entire time at the party. Ryan is not looking anything but worried. Um, Seth is looking like he's been exposed to a whole new world, part of your world. Another smash cut to, once again, video game. You better believe (laughs) Jimmy and Sandy are now playing Dynasty Warriors together. Uh, To which Jimmy says to Sandy, I thought you played this game before. (laughs) (laughs) And Sandy says, some people have natural talent, not me. It'd be really great Um, if you pulled like a, some people are good at video games and some people are good at not losing all their clients' money. (laughs) But he's trying to be a good guy. um, And uh, we get... uh, I hate this conversation that they have. You you don't don't like this conversation? It's It's so so Bad. I like. I almost like. So I watched this episode five times, and I skipped it like twice. Because part of me is like, when they get to the end of the conversation, which is a very awkward ending. And by the way, I'm kind of pissed at Josh Schwartz for taking the camera off of him. What happens next? What What is the next part of this conversation? So so what happens is, uh, work with me here. Well, yeah, no, no. It starts obviously with the two of them, and they're talking about how great this is, right? Because they haven't had a night like this in forever. You know, they they haven't been this happy, this content in a moment. Since when? And Jimmy's like, I haven't been this happy since like, 16 was the greatest year of my life. And yeah. then Sandy was like, well, 22 is the greatest year of my life. And, and then, then they goes, were like, why was, why, was, why was it that? And he was like, well, it's the, the year I met Kirsten. And that's the year I met Kirsten. Yeah, I'm sorry. Jimmy offering up to Sandy in yeah. Sandy's house. Yeah. That that was the case for him too is not, that's it's not, not acceptable. Okay. That's it's not, not okay. Acceptable. And, and one more one more fact why Jimmy Cooper is the worst. I can't stand him. I can't stand that scene one bit. Yeah. It's real bad. And mm-hmm. like you can almost see it on Jimmy's face as he's seeing it, saying it. Like <laughs> You can see him just say, like, oh, this isn't good. No, but I have to I, finish I should this not, should not have done that. Like, should like, not have done that. He just talking, like, it's like, like well, why, why 16? Well, that's the year. I met I, your wife. It's when you get your driver's license. Ryan calls Marissa to tell her he's going to be late because Seth is talking to a dancer from where again? Croatia, was it? In- it might have, been, might have been Uzbekistan or Kazakhstan. Ryan manages to peel Seth away. He gives him the look, and Seth is like, oh, oh yeah, gotta go. Which, Which again, they're communicating. Yeah. Oh, they're just brothers now. It's brothers. Um, and so they start to leave together, at which point somebody entering the party says, some dude just demoed a Range Rover. And again, they look at each other, and we get a we get a commercial, and after the commercial break, the car is ruined, and Sandy is pissed, but not as pissed as Kirsten is going to be. Sandy, Sandy says, so this happened in the IMAX theater parking lot? <laughs> yeah. Shark, shark movies bring out a rough crowd. Shark movies bring out a rough crowd is such a good line. That might be quote of the episode for me. <laughs> I do love that So then um, Sandy goes inside, and Seth is kind of inquiring now about, you know, have you talked to Marissa? As an aside, Seth is wearing a t-shirt over a long sleeve button-up shirt, and I just I I don't understand it. I hate it. I don't understand it. A short sleeve button-up or a long sleeve? No, a long sleeve. Love it. To the wrist. You do know that was a style at the time. Moving. It doesn't. It doesn't look good. I on did him. not know that it, because it was, I must have blocked it. From it my was memory. a style at the time, and it was not good. Uh, yes, Marissa has not talked to Ryan yet, and Seth is starting to get a little bit concerned, um, and now has adopted the phrase "Sorry, I salted your game, man," which is now the third time someone has said that. 
um, in the series. Um, I'm just waiting for Kirsten to say it. We'll have all Coens will be on board. <laughs> the but, Cohen family motto. Yeah, the Cohen family <laughs> and on their coat of arms. <laughs> Sorry, I assaulted your game, man. <laughs> we then cut to the steam room. A bunch of catty noopsies. So they 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 start talking about you know the divorce that's going to now now is very certain to happen. Everyone is kind of talking about and. And everyone is just giving Julie like all of the adoration and the empathy that she's been looking for. And she's playing them all like tiny little fiddles. And Kirsten Cohen is not having it one bit. She brings the receipts. She <laughs> she really does. Kirsten Cohen enters the steam room ready to fucking blow. Like yeah. pop out. Like she comes in with like fucking guns loaded and like cocked. Like she she's ready to go. And she, then as soon as somebody says something that's a little bit off, it's literally waiting. carnage. It's yeah. just her shooting up the entire like, steam room. She, she has been holding in these complaints about these terrible women <laughs> for years. Like I score every episode and Kirsten had like one point and then we hit that part and I was just like ding, 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 <laughs> ding. Just like she was nailing it. And and it was just great. It, it she burns literally everybody in the entire steam room except for herself, obviously. But it, it was just incredible. Like she was she was talking about people's uh, Guatemalan family that she pays less than minimum wage to. Somebody's uh, four hundred dollar a day coke habit that was. It was just sophomore year. Yeah, it was just sophomore year, which is a great retort, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that lady actually kind of won me over with that. Um, <laughs> But, like, again, it's just, like, and part of it is weird, too, because, like, it kind of feels like some of the things Kirsten's saying are uncalled for a little bit, too. Like, this does not seem like the avenue to bring them up. But it does seem like the avenue to then bring up the uh, yelling at Julie Cooper, the he didn't, you know, waste that money on himself. Who were the ponies for? Who were the dresses for? Who were the this and the that's for, right? Obviously. And then Julie kind of tries to fire back. I was lied to. And she goes, you lied to yourself. Oh, which it's is so good. Such a yeah. good line. It was literally, like, I was just, like, knocking points for <laughs> Kirsten the whole time. And, and it was just. It was, it's in that great, like, uh, Kirsten Cohen uh, inflection that she mm-hmm. does where she sort of, like, says every word and every syllable and it's just so it's so good yes he's just like mom do (laughs) it going (laughs) like oh it was it was just so very 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 good anyway so uh that was incredible but uh julie cooper still has a couple left in the chamber and fires a couple back at her at the end including who knew that when he knocked me up it would be the best thing that ever happened to you best thing ever happened to you yeah which is a very interesting it, thing to I've, say. The, yeah. I stumbled on that one a lot. I'm it, not quite certain what, like, I get what she's saying, I guess, but I'm not sure how the words make it. No, but to that. me, it's then she walks away and it's just like, why not fucking like shock and awe? Like, just like leave her with an unintelligible quote that she knows what the meaning is, but then we'll just sit there for a second, like, wait, why was it good for me? To, to me? <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, <laughs> We get another scene of Seth Cohen uh, like just letting himself into Marissa's room. This is two for two of Seth Cohen just like walking into Marissa's <laughs> room. Like they they like he literally says she never said a word to me before like Ryan moved in, and then it's just like all of a sudden gallivanting his way into her room. And he doesn't he do like a really awkward knock on the door oh, when, he's, when he's already in and they've made yeah, eye contact. He is in the room, then knocks, and then she gets a phone call and he's like, "Are you going to answer that?" He practically reaches backwards to knock yeah. on the door, and he's got like he's kind of doing this like mousy like posture thing. He's like, yeah. "Dude, get, what are you doing?" 
So this is a little bit dated. Can I just mention you ruined his quote blockbuster night is the quote. <laughs> that is that is exactly Rip. Yeah, R.I.P. Blockbuster. <laughs> Cut to another insufferable scene of, hey, we're playing golf here. Hey, the two bros broing out the, the Jimmy. Uh, just can't. He has terrible golf pants. Him golfing while he's <laughs> under a federal <laughs> investigation is the most white-collar bullshit. I fucking hated it so much. And he also <laughs> does this thing. Sandy's like, you're screwed. And Jimmy's like, ah. And then Sandy's like, you need to think about your family. Like, you gotta, does he tell him to liquidate his assets? Yeah, he's basically saying, like, look, here are your two options. The option my friend is giving you is, like, good because it will keep you out of jail, but. Probably. But you're gonna lose everything. And Jimmy Cooper is like, ah. And Sandy's like, no, seriously. And Jimmy Cooper goes, ah. While lifting his golf club (laughs) above his head, hitting it down on the ground. Which is. Stupidest thing I've ever seen. Like, you can't do that at a golf course. You can't just hit the ground <laughs> with your golf club. I gotta give props to Sandy Cohen for not fucking punching Jimmy Cooper in the face. Because yeah, yeah. when Jimmy starts going off on him for, like, you know, like. I provided for my family. I was like, like he's like, look, do not come you don't know Sandy what it's Cohen like. like. You that. could lose your job and Kirsten wouldn't even notice. Your income means nothing. You're, you're, you're married to the richest woman in Newport. And the whole time, I'm just like, if I was Sandy Cohen, like, I'm not even sure half the stuff he's saying is wrong. I just punch this dude in the face. Especially like, coming from someone who is like, y- his choices are we lose the house or dad goes to jail. And he says, I want neither. Jimmy didn't think that there were going to be consequences. Like, he's used to, like, white collar, white men not having to face consequences for their crimes. And, and, and yet he will. We get another really awkward line. I don't want a new life. I want my old one back. The subtext is, with your current wife. Like, that's what he's saying. He's saying, I don't want a new life. I want my old one back. You know, the one where I was, you know, with your wife before she met you. But he'll settle for Julie. (laughs) I think Sandy kind of rebuts his point. But when he's like, providing for your family isn't just giving them money. It's like, oh, this way you can see your daughter, like, graduate from high school or whatever. And it's like a good point. You can see your other daughter grow up and star in a series of post-apocalyptic dystopia. After their lovely golf game, we get a a jump cut to Seth. This is take three. This is the third time he has come to Ryan at the end of Crabshirt Ryan's shift. And this time, Seth tries a new approach, which is not wanting to hang out with him, not wanting to go to a shark movie, but being his, quote, friendly neighborhood pimp and (laughs) setting, setting Ryan up on a date that he has orchestrated himself with Marissa. So, Ryan now has a date with Marissa. Ryan kind of goes to the back to wash up or something, and Donnie comes over, and, uh, Don, you know, he's mentioning, well, you know, like, well, what do you got going on? Well, there's a party tonight. It's a typical Newport Beach party, and Donnie's like, hey, that, that could be fun. Like, I'd like to make a scene at that I'd party. I'd like to make, you know what, this seems like a great place for me to be. Too much. Why don't why don't I go to a place where strangers are and make them feel threatened? <laughs> I have told you I hate these people. Let's go. I want to go to a party and smash bottles for no reason. <laughs> and mixers. Oh, that's the only thing I do at parties. Um, <laughs> that's true. So then they agree, right? He's going to this Newport Beach party. I think I need some help from you guys. We then get a good 30 to 45 second scene of just Marissa doing her hair. It is. She's spending more time on her hair for this date than she did for Cotillion. That's I think that's what Which I get. Which tells you a lot, yeah. I suppose. But I, it's just very funny. It 
looks very nice. But she was like looking at her. It, it wasn't like she was like doing her hair. Like she was like trying to like look at herself. She was like doing a little flowy bit with her hair. She wasn't like getting ready. She was like becoming trying she, to find the persona that she wanted. Yeah, to Yeah, she on was this like date. she was like getting her like self ready. It was I actually liked this part. No, it was good. It was just like yeah, it's like you can see her actually getting genuinely excited. Yeah, to like she's like I'm going on a date. I'm going to date with her. How? When was the last time she was this excited about a date? I don't know that she was going to be eating leftover mac and cheese and grilled cheese from the grill from the grill um <laughs> so great. she shows up to uh the pool um meet me at the pool house and she has uh her mac and cheese in hand he's making grilled cheese and they're about to have just a vegetarian's delight because that's what she is um, it's always best when you're possibly going to hook up with someone to eat a lot of dairy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I do really want to make mac and cheese on an actual grill yeah. now. No, mac grilled and cheese? cheese? No, mac and cheese is grilled cheese. I was thinking about it all week. Like, the flames would just scorch the shit out of it. Not if you take care. And it's got to be a propane grill, right? It's it's like, he's got it on, like, low. Too wrapping it in aluminum? You, you got to remember... Ryan is probably used to used to cooking mac and cheese over an open flame. <laughs> he keeps it like a, like a, an. Or, <laughs> I've had a long day. <laughs> no, 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 but I have an idea. Grilled cheese. Over <laughs> <laughs> oh, an open flame. He's got his he's like got a his trash fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, imagine Ryan making grilled cheese <laughs> over, over, over trash a trash fire. <laughs> Mac and Chino. Um, okay, so <laughs> you know who else is hyper prepared? Donnie, because he shows up at the party with a wallet chain. Just throwing that out there again. <laughs> they enter the party and it's like him and his like dope friends, and like one of them's got like a really thick chain around his neck, and then Donnie has a wallet chain, and they're they're ready to have some fun. Donnie quote says, I see a lot of potential at this party. Yay. And uh, then they go in. Um, and he tries to hit on Summer in maybe the worst way possible. He does. But before that, we actually get to see drunk Luke pouring out beer yes. onto the beach, which it's is just very great. Very sad. Just great and sad. It's very uh, But Holly is on the prowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> She's ready. Yeah. Um, she wastes no time. She wastes literally no time. And and does the, I think you guys should have been on a break earlier. Okay, Holly. Like, all right. Wait, no, doesn't she go? She's like, he's like, oh, we're on a break right now. And she goes, she like puts her hand on his chest and she goes, how do you feel about that? <laughs> and then walks away before he says anything. Yeah, it's it, sexy. Okay, it doesn't, it doesn't she make like sense. A sexy Holly has skipped some steps in her head. <laughs> Holly, she, like, yeah. She just, they, she's done the steps although, in her head, but it's although, skipped yeah. them elsewhere. Drunk Luke, that was all the steps No, required. the point that gets was, across, but it's also like you abbreviated the wrong parts of the sentence. I, I know that it's not going to happen, but can we make, there is a case to be made that Holly won the episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll she talk. wanted one thing. We'll talk she, about it. She made moves and she almost got it. Uh, so the we jump cut to the meme being over, Ryan and Marissa are sitting at the edge of the pool. Tasted better last night, she says in a very weirdly flirting way about the mac and cheese. And I just gotta say, for somebody who grew up without anything in his life, Ryan is very good at pool flirting. And he says the, I'm glad we're doing this. And she said, I'm glad we are. And literally in the subtitles, it just goes, I'm glad dot, 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 capital W-E-R. Like, it's like, she's saying, like, I'm glad 
we are doing this, right? It's not like I'm glad that this is happening. It's like, I'm glad we're doing it as a together. It's so cute, though. It's really adorable. To which we get them standing up. They're about to go away. And then she, well, he, like, fakes pushing her in beforehand. And then she, like, actually tries to push him in. Look, he doesn't have his choker on. He does have the really, really, really tight wrist bracelet. So he does still have slight bondage, which means he's ready to go in the pool. That's, that's a part of his swimsuit. It's, he doesn't need any item of clothing but that. And then they fall in the pool and they, again, do some really great pool flirting. Uh, to jump cut to a much unhealthier version of flirting, which is what Donnie tries with Summer. It's literally just he walks up behind her, which is the worst way to approach anyone ever. <laughs> not, not just the yeah. member of your desired sex. Yeah. Literally anyone. Yeah. Uh, and I don't remember his exact words, but it's like, <laughs> it's like, hey, you're hot. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? Um, and I'm walking here. Yeah. Well, she kind of gives him that because she's like, then he goes, uh, I'm trying to get like over there. And, you know, he's like try- still trying to mag on her. And she goes, aren't you like the bus boy? And then she gives a very, very good summer read of ew, ew. random. Donnie's really bad at reading people. I just got to say, not just with women, just like in general. For example, when he gets made fun of, he doesn't even really get made fun of. Those guys are just laughing at what Summer said. And then he like decides to take it up with those guys and like all's tough. And then Seth's like, whoa, 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 hey. And then he's like, don't worry, Seth. I'm packing a piece. And then shows him his gun. And we're like, all right. Yeah. But like Seth does, Seth is not giving him good vibes back. Seth is giving no, him Seth fear is like, vibes. What is happening? But Donnie is giving Seth like, you know what I'm talking about. We all have guns. He's not he he doesn't know that this is not a party. <laughs> to bring a gun to. Yeah. <laughs> For Donnie. This is also like every party. One of those first moments of the show where it's absurd. It's an absurd scenario. Yeah, he, he and should we're just not, kind of no reason along for, for the ride. He really doesn't it didn't need to go that far. Yeah. No. But hey. It does. And you know why? Because the only thing that could stop us from getting our first Ryan Marissa kiss is a call from Seth. Is a call from Seth for help. And, and Seth would not and call, Seth would not call if, it was not if it was not gun Donnie serious. having a gun serious. <laughs> yeah. If it was not gun serious. They actually like they literally say that. Ryan picks up the phone, he's like about to kiss Marissa, and he's like, What's up? This is not a good time. And Seth is like, I understand that <laughs> this man has a gun. But but right before Seth calls and they have like like they're toweling each other off. It's she has goosebumps. He <laughs> she, comments. Yeah, they talk about getting a change of clothes, and uh, Marissa says, "Can I borrow your tank top so I look as cool as you?" <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Has has anyone in this entire series dunked on Ryan so hard? <laughs> <laughs> no, but she she does a really great job. Uh, to which, of course, dunked. They yeah. then. Uh, they then get very close to kissing multiple times. They're like talking around each other's lips, like very, very, very close. Their noses are just sort of poking yeah, into God. each other. And, and this turns into the fucking best will they, won't they since fucking Ross and Rachel is not will they get together, but when will they fucking kiss? Like, And you want it so, so bad. bad. The show <laughs> makes you want it with all the camera Ugh. angles and all of the lean-ins. And then, of course, we get the phone call. Marissa gone. Meanwhile, smash cut to Luke. Get it, smash, because he's in bed with Holly. And uh, if this was Ross and Rachel, he'd be on a break, but they are they're about to and, uh, the copy uh, girl. No. and uh, meanwhile Donnie is drunkenly breaking shit which I actually kind of really like it's like if Donnie's going to this party he better be breaking shit like the first Donnie's just like grabbing bottles and literally throwing them on the ground so they break and not not like as a gimmick like 
he's like trying to do like a cocktail, like a co- Tom Cruise in cocktail, like like I'm gonna do a flip, and it's just. But it, no one's really watching him. Like he's like, hey Seth, watch this, and his <laughs> friends are like throwing nuts around the kitchen. It's a whole weird scene. The uh, Holly gets pissed off. She heads downstairs. Luke waits a moment, obviously, um, and then follows after her. Um, Holly walks down the stairs. She's like, what the fuck? And he's like, hey, Donnie. And then Luke comes downstairs. They have a history. We've seen it. Um, Luke hates blue-collar workers. Yeah, Luke hates blue-collar workers, and Donnie hates specifically Luke, but also <laughs> everyone from Newport Beach. Um, Seth just Seth just so tries to take this bullet. Not the literal one, but like... <laughs> he's very okay Seth with Luke taking that. just runs and is like, hey man, I don't think you should. And like literally just like Luke is a, a, a giant ship going through a tiny ice cube, just like slides right through him and is like, no, dweeb, like get out of my face. Luke puffs his shoulders, becomes a man. And of course, then Donnie pulls out the gun. Here's my question. If Donnie's just playing around, why'd he pull back the hammer? Like, <laughs> hear me out. Like, he cocks that gun. Like, it's not like I'm just have a gun out. It's this gun is loaded and I am cocking it in your face. The safety's not on. If you're just playing around, the safety is on. Donnie is clearly like, I don't understand. Like, later on, he was just, I was just playing around, man. Why the fuck? That's no, just you the thing. Fucking that- weren't. You had the <laughs> fucking gun cocked. You don't play around unless you, like, if, if the gun was unloaded and the safety was on, even then, that's still not playing around. But, like, this is very much not playing around. I like when Donnie's like, hey, Seth, are you sick of this guy always making fun of you? And Seth's like, he certainly is flawed. <laughs> he certainly is flawed. And, of course, yeah, Ryan comes in. I should have known you guys are friends. Right? But, like, Ryan is there, and, and it's just, tr- like, he sees what's happening, and he makes the decision to uh, wrestle Donnie and the gun to the ground. Was that the right decision? Yes and no. I think it wasn't maybe the smartest decision, like, but at the same time, you don't know what would have happened if he hadn't. It's it's the most Ryan decision. Yes, it's very Ryan. Um, so we believe it is on character, which is like yes. definitely on character, and also no one else was going to do anything. That's true. No one else was going to do shit. Yeah, because it's outside of their comfort zone. Yeah. This is somebody new. This is a new outsider experience. of their this whole comfort scene. Zone. Though was just like I feel like watching it now. I was like. I'm way more uncomfortable than I think I would have been at that time. Just like with all like the shootings and like gun yeah, violence. Yeah, like guns and stuff. are like a different thing now. Yeah, it's true, 100%. So obviously, Luke gets shot and In the arm. Donnie yeah. runs away. Could have been much worse. Uh, and Ryan is immediately not running, not thinking about like, I got to get out of here. He goes right to, we got to like tighten this up just yeah. so blood loss doesn't get heavy and yells for people to call the cops. Then we get a great cut to inside the limo where Kirsten and Julie and one of the noopsies are sitting there. Here's my thing, okay? You about to comment on what she says? Uh, what the other lady says? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> this is the woman who in the steam room we found out is uh, hiring uh, an entire family of Guatemalans and paying them less than minimum wage. And the quote that she then says is... As she's getting out of the car. Off to fire the cleaning lady. Rather than correct her mistake, which is hiring an entire Guatemalan family for less than minimum wage, by, I don't know, paying them more, she fires them? Or it's a great joke. I think it's a joke. It cannot be a joke. joke. They they do not know how to joke. They don't have that kind of self-awareness. They do not have self-awareness. The delivery was like... Vaudeville. It's like, oh, I'm off to go. I think it was the show was trying to play that line as a joke. 
I don't know if she was trying to play. <laughs> it seemed like it was supposed to kind of be like, ha ha, yeah, you're fine. Well, it seemed like it was trying to cut the mood because that yeah. limo after she leaves is just stale as fuck. Wow. Kirsten and Julie, awkward I, I convo love this. I love of the this fucking century. Yeah, it is the two of them just trying to go. All right, now we have to go back to reality. We were yelling at each other for a couple of days, but now we we need to be people again. It's awkward, man. What specifically do they talk about? Julie sort of has a monologue where she is like talking about how when she lived in Riverside, is that where she lived? She lived in Riverside and when she was little, she used to look at the limos and try and see through the tinted windows. And who who knew that it was you looking back at me? Yeah, and it was Kirsten. Kirsten would be the one. And then she's like, she says something which is like remarkably um, self aware and self aware. Where she's like, I've been was jealous of you. I I guess I've been. I guess I've been jealous of you my whole life since since I was eight. Which I don't know. I think that's kind of an like. I didn't expect that from her. Yeah, it was yeah. A, this moment. It was a very good moment, which kind of lets you know that now that the rest of the noobsies are gone, she was just kind of putting on a show. Like she was like explicitly oh, yeah. just trying to get their attention. But she understands, look, Kirsten, you're on a different level. I'm gonna level with you. This sucks. Yeah. I don't wanna have to go back to being this nothing. life and yeah. being nothing. And so we get a couple of quick scenes in a row. We get Ryan calling um, Marissa, which is like the right thing to do, saying mm-hmm. you got to come down to the hospital. Uh, we get Sandy lifting Kirsten on the counter to, you know, make out with his hot wife, which they act like they've never had privacy. No, here's my thing. Did it seem a little bit dog marking territory after having conversations with Jimmy the entire weekend about the fact that Jimmy wants to be with her? Didn't it seem a little bit like it was weird when he peed on her? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was my it was my favorite moment of the show actually. <laughs> but it did kind of seem like him being like it, it to me. Like I didn't read it like that the first couple times, and then the, by the fifth time I was watching, I was like, this is kind of weird, right? Like he's been spending the whole weekend hearing Jimmy talk about how hot his wife is, and now he's like, you know what, my wife is. I am going to lift her up on the counter because he doesn't do this every time she's gone. She he's doing it this time, and the reason to me has to be related to this in some way, shape, or form. Maybe I think if it was anyone else, yeah, but Sandy. Cohen. I don't think it's a marking territory. Maybe it's just like, yeah, my wife is hot. I appreciate. Her. <laughs> I didn't realize I'm, that I'm before. Lucky, no, I'm like, lucky to have her. Yeah, yeah like a they do. They do this that. thing a lot where they kind of like um, they unpack together. Yeah, they like have these really hard moments with their relationship or with um, like work or whatever, and then they have like moments of intimacy that are pretty. There's a, definitely a lot of contrast. Yeah, like and, well, and they, they do like that a lot. It's like the yeah. we're way we're in way over our heads. Well, I feel like yeah, they're the one time. couple that kind of always comes back around. Yeah, they're kind of the ones that always wrap things up by the end of the episode, and when I they know. don't, then it just was a little bit weird to me. Jimmy then uh, breaks the news to Julie uh, that we have two options. Neither are good. One involves you and the girls keeping the house and being bankrupt, and you see me in six years. The other one is uh, you being poor with me. Which is she going to choose? He leaves the decision to her. Do I have to see Jimmy for six years? <laughs> shitty, shitty thing to do to your wife. Yeah, to put yeah. that on it. Except for when Classic your wife Jimmy. is Julie Cooper. That's like, true. She maybe was already going to have that amount of control. So he's just kind of saying, look, I know you're going to decide this for us anyway. Definitely. Here you it go. It felt like a, a weak uh, a Hail Mary. Yeah. Seth and Ryan are then sitting together in this hospital and... They're just being bros, and it's just so good. And and Seth does like the Ryan. I mean, are you scared? And 
Ryan's like, yeah, like he admits it to him. It's like, again, there, this is that, this is like their version of unpacking the episode together. Yeah. Marissa finally comes and she is about to go into the elevator and he says, I can wait for you to come back down. And she says, no, I might be a while. And stands in the elevator in just the perfect frame so that she is the last thing the elevator, like, you know, the elevator doors. Why is she standing all the way on the left side of the elevator just potentially to see him one last moment before Mm -hmm. her life returns to a Luke-centric kind of circle, as it were. This uh, episode has the worst ending to credits that any of them have had so far. Really? It's yeah. not great. I love it, it. Oh my god. I love it so much. Uh, it's, I feel it's, like- it's a fine line. It is an uncomfortable cut. Yeah. I feel Every like- time I watched it and it was like I was like what the fuck? Well, we get okay. So first we get the line that's the ever since I feel like ever since I got here, everyone's life's just gotten worse. And then Seth does that not everyone, and I'm like, oh. Um, and then you were says, so sad. And then Seth <laughs> gives him the you know united we're unstoppable divided. People get shot. And then it's what I'm saying. It really quickly fades to black and pauses for a moment. <laughs> like it doesn't, it's, it's. I feel like I stop it before it gets to the. It's a bad, music. it's a bad cut. He, okay. Still high marks, but you didn't quite stick the landing. So yeah, that's, yeah. Because I liked the script a lot. It was them together as bros. Just hanging out, like communicating, being together and understanding this. So yeah, that's that's the outsider. Do, do you want to talk about belt stuff right now or do we want some facts quick? What, what are you guys feeling? Let's go with the belt. Okay. This is a rough one. I got, I have an answer, but I'm going to listen to you guys first. Uh, can I just throw mine out? Because I don't actually have like an argument prepared and I don't have a, a number one. I just kind of, I had a few that I just want to throw out there because I want to hear what you guys have to say is either Seth or Julie. Those are, those are the two that, yeah, I, those are my two. that, that I would pick. Seth, because uh, obviously he controls more of the gravity. and Making moves. Making moves. Yeah. Absolutely making moves. And Julie, because of honestly the limo scene but just watching her play is yeah. so good like she plays everyone anyways that's what i think i'd, I'd like to hear what everyone mark else. do you have an opinion she has a lot of significance <laughs> here's where my brain went holly after <laughs> holly for the camera how do you role. feel about that walks away. <laughs> um Hand on She made every line count. <laughs> actually, you know, I don't know that she did. Actually, that sounded she had expensive. Four lines, and I'm not sure she did make them all count. When I left the episode, yeah, Julie was great. She was up there. But my top two, and one of them you guys haven't said, I think Ryan is really great. Ryan does a lot of really like important things and and throws his weight around literally at points, but in in very important ways. Ryan takes initiative in this episode. He, Ryan, bought, he bought a bar and grill. Ryan, yes, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan does have crap shirt Ryan's bar and grill. But, but on top of that, he advocates for himself saying, I'm uncomfortable with you guys paying for everything. Gets a job. He starts advocating for himself with Marissa. Gets a date. So here's my argument. I think we got tag team titles. And I think it's Ryan and Seth. I, I, I was going to say, I don't know if I can give it to one or the other of the you two can't, of them because, because they were a tag very, team and it was the fucking yes. best. And if you rewatch this episode, understanding that it's a tag team <laughs> title, you will literally see them do like the slap hand and then one of them getting into the <laughs> ring and the other one getting out as they throw their weight around this I episode. I love this. Yeah. I love this. They do such a good job of it. Especially and, because the only other people they could conceivably be fighting is Jimmy and Sandy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These two boys are fighting on the same side of things. They are fighting together, right? Their mistakes and problems 
are intertwined. And and in, and they do such a good job of dealing with them and about throwing their weight around the episode that I, I think the tag team is... Oh, and that makes it so much stronger than Julie as well. Yeah. Yeah. Can we give it to the tag team? Yeah. I, I love yeah. this. I love, I I love so. your, uh, what you prepared, Mark. I, think I, that's really I don't think normally we should do tag teams, but I don't think it's normally going to be this stark. All right, so the belt this week goes to the Brothers Cohen. The Brothers <laughs> the Cohen. Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone have a, 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 an option for quote of the episode that they want to keep? Uh, there, was a couple, there, there was a couple that haven't gotten mentioned yet uh, right at the beginning um, when Ryan was saying, I don't like that your parents pay for everything. Seth comes back with, they're parents, they work for us. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, some are saying uh, you're going to get depressed, and then you'll need medication, and then you'll stop feeling like anything. <laughs> according to my stepmom, that's a good one. I really like. Oh, the, I love the uh, just the the first glimpse into into the summer stepmom trope. Yeah, I'm so pumped also, to get there. Also, a little bit of foreshadowing, maybe. Yeah, I love Luke saying talking about stuff is just going to get us bummed out. Yes, yeah. that's yes, a good quote. I think that one's really good. Um, you know what? I I really want to give the quote of the episode though to Ryan saying. I just wanted to clear that up because I'm going to do it again about asking her out. That's such a boss ass line. What was the was Julie one? Or uh, who when you not when I knocked me up would be the best thing that happened to you. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, God. oh yeah, that, that might be it. That is a good episode, Only especially because when it you took me so fucking. Until <laughs> you told me, and it's like so good. It is a very. You know what? That's it. If if Julie Cooper can't get the belt this week, she gets the quote of the app, which yeah, of course hey. is but. Who knew that when he knocked me up, it would be the best thing that ever happened to you? Oh, God. Give us the facts. I need some facts. I need the facts. So this episode first aired on September 2nd, 2003. Ooh, school's about to come. Labor Day. Um, Rewinding (laughs) a little bit to August. August 28th was the VMAs, and that was the year that Madonna kissed Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. That is such a hot performance. (laughs) That's such a hot fact, Curbs. (laughs) The last time the VMAs were true. They were relevant. (laughs) They were very relevant. Was that the one? Was the VMAs when Kanye interrupted? Yeah, okay. that is. Oh, they mind. would have one more moment <laughs> one of relevance more moment about three sun. years later. Yeah. yeah. Some uh, notable winners were Missy Elliott for Work It. Yeah. Beyonce for Crazy in Love, as comes up often on, often this, podcast. on this podcast. Uh, Justin Timberlake for Crime Me Rivers. Uh, 50 Cent for Into Club. Oh, my he God. He was a new artist. Though. And uh, Coldplay for The Scientist. Yeah. Guy named John Kerry confirmed that he was running for president. Ooh. Uh, he was the early front runner in the Democratic nominee race at the time was Howard Dean. Kerry yeah. was a senator from Massachusetts, and if you didn't know, his middle name is Forbes, which would make him the <laughs> second president to have the initial JFK, I believe. Whoa, couldn't have hired him. The FBI director at the time said that the threat of a terrorist attack against the U.S., it's still serious, but we have made substantial headway since September 11th. And I bring that up because the FBI director at the time was Robert Mueller. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, what, what a time to be alive. Uh, his middle name is Swan, in case you're wondering. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> Bob Swan? Uh, the International Atomic Energy Agency had a meeting in Vienna, and Iran was high on their agenda because their inspectors had discovered a wide range of undisclosed nuclear activities in Iran. Um, it was announced that the Supreme Court would hold a special session on the McCain-Feingold campaign finance reform law. Oh, and that God. case was uh, McConnell versus the FEC. And I bring that up because Mitch McConnell's the fucking worst and I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> Just the fact. Yeah. Okay, so no fact. opinions. That's a fact. Um, and there were declassified documents released that gave us insight into the U.S. government's participation in the 1973 
coup in Chile and our role in installing um, Pinochet, Pinochet as a dictator. Uh, <laughs> Love it. Wow, so, what a busy week. It the, really was. The sheen is falling off of everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those are the facts. <laughs> they are, man. Cool. I'm Curbs, and I love the OC. I'm Maya, and I love the OC. I'm Dan, and I love the OC. I'm Mark, and I love the OC. You better fucking love it. <laughs> if you're listening to <laughs> Now that it's over